Matthew chapter 17, um, we're going to look at verse 20. Amen. Um, I'll explain the context here in a minute. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20 says, And he said to them, hmm, Because of the littleness of your faith, For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will what? Move. And nothing, nothing will be impossible to you. Amen. I want to talk about this morning when things look impossible. Overcoming doubt. When things look impossible. When things looks impossible. Amen. When things look impossible. Have you ever been there before? Thank you, ushers. Amen. Have you ever been there before? Uh, where it just seems like, amen, everything looks impossible. Have you ever had to face the impossible? Amen. Seems like we feel that only the only people that can overcome the impossible, the impossibilities of life are those who are born in perfect situations. I wish I had somebody. Somebody here this morning, you had to overcome a lot of things. Amen. You had to overcome the odds. You had to overcome being a single parent. Hello, somebody. You, you had to overcome, amen, being, uh, Overlooked all the time, being the underdog. And it seems like, amen, God uh, was nowhere to be found for you. Amen. It seemed like the more you prayed, the further, amen, you, you moved away from your goals. Am I, do I have anybody? Life is filled with impossibilities, saints. Life is full of impossibilities and difficult things will come. Amen. But you and I must remind ourselves, amen, that no matter how impossible it may seem, that we serve a God that specializes in the impossible. I've lived my life asking the question, what's the point? Amen. I've been into some sticky situations in my life. Anybody? Been into some sticky situations in your life? Any of you have had to deal with things that look like it would never get better? It would never change. Do I have anybody? I mean, you've tried your best and you've tried to figure it out on your own and you've tried to figure it out in the natural. Then you tried God and it started to work a little bit and then all of a sudden you found yourself in a deeper situation than you was. Do I have anybody? It's amazing because I know that there's somebody here today, it seems like your situation is not going to get any better. The doctor has already given you his report. Hello, somebody. The financial institution has already denied you. Do I have anybody? The bills are stacking up. Amen. Life just seems like it's impossible. Do I have anybody? It's amazing because when we think about life and we did not think that it would turn out the way we thought it would turn out. And it seems like every time we try, we keep falling back. Do I, anybody? Amen. It seems impossible. It seems impossible. 
Well, I want to tell you something that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or even think. And what we find, where we find ourselves today in Matthew chapter 17, we find ourselves, amen, tucked between a miracle, amen, and tucked between unbelief. You see, I told you last week about doubt. And that's what we're talking about because I believe that some of us are trying to get ourselves out of our situations. Amen. Because we doubt that God has the ability to do it. You know, you know, people always say God only helps those who help themselves. I know we say that, but I want to tell you something. Every now and then you ought to learn to cast your burdens upon the Lord. Every every now and then you need to learn what the old hymn used to say. We're leaning on the everlasting. Come on, somebody, and help me, will you? Amen. You got to know how to lean on God when it seems impossible. We find in chapter 17, verses 1 to verse 3, we find the transfiguration of Jesus. Jesus goes up to the mountain, amen, and he transfigures himself. He has a, what I call a meeting. He has a meeting. He has an executive meeting, amen. He meets with Elijah and Moses. And there he is with three of his disciples, amen. The Bible starts off by talking about, from verses 1 to verse 13, we find that the disciples are there. They, they, they got in on something. Jesus allowed them to come up to where he was and to be exposed to the glory of God. You see, I want to help somebody with something. Amen. God wants to reveal some more things to you, but you have to be ready, come on somebody, to go to that next level because watch this. He didn't just bring anybody up there. Amen. The Bible says, the Bible says that in in chapter 17, verse 1, Peter, James, and John, his brothers, was led up on the high mountain by themselves. Amen. God is taking them to a place. Amen. The transfiguration. Amen. Jesus is, uh, if you would, he is changed in the blink of an eye. Amen. And here he is. He is there with Moses and Elijah and they're having a meeting and then Peter opened his big mouth. Peter said in verse 4, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? First of all, let me just share something with you. I wouldn't have brought you. Hello, somebody. Amen. You, You got access because I knew what I was doing. You see, I believe that some of us can't go no further because we got a whole lot of questions for God. Amen. And God says, all you got to do is follow me and I'll do the rest. Quit asking why you're here and start saying, God, thank you that I'm here. You see, some people don't know they have a golden spoon in their mouth, but they keep questioning and they keep wondering why and they keep wondering how come. And God said, don't worry about all that. You're where you're supposed to be. Hello, somebody. He says, if you wish, I'll make you make three tabernacles. And here Peter talking and all his other stuff. And then God comes down. God speaks from the, from the cloud. God, the voice out of the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. There's a key right there. See, the problem is, saints, we're listening to everybody else, but we're not listening to God. Here he is. Here they are. I would have looked at that as an opportunity. See, sometimes God is positioning you around people who can help you overcome the impossible. Who will bring you along. But see, you want to be the boss. Amen. And God said, listen, I'm trying to bring you along so that you can overcome the impossible. I'm going somewhere. I haven't even gotten there yet, but I'm getting there. Amen. And so, and so they heard the voice. And, and what I call this, this is the endorsement from God. 
God says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. See, the problem, saints, is we have a hard time listening to God, listening to the word, listening to Jesus, much less believing in Jesus. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How much word do you hear every day? How much word do you, watch this, do you listen and then do you obey? See, see, so here they are. They fell on their face. They worshiped. They were afraid and all this other stuff. And, and, and listen, here's what's so crazy, right? They come down. And you know, watch this. When Moses went up to the mountain, right? When he came down, he came down to unbelief. When Jesus went up to the mountain, <laughs> he came down and he came down to unbelief. Watch the text. Look at verse, look at verse, verse 14. Look at verse 14 for me. And when they came, when, when they came to the crowd, mm -hmm, a man came up falling on his knees. Now watch this. The three disciples are on the mountain. The other nine is out there in the crowd. I'm going somewhere. Y'all following me? Watch this. Falling on his knees before him saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is. You ever had a lunatic child? <laughs> some of you are lunatics yourself, you know. And you got some lunatic friends. So usually not me, not my child. But listen, there's some lunatic in all of us. And I want to tell you something. <laughs> the Bible says that he had a lunatic son. Amen. Now, now, now watch this. This, this disease that he had, he was epileptic. In other words, they would, in other words, in the Greek, this word means he was moonstruck. That every time the full moon came out, he would act a fool. Some of you freaks come out at night. I'm talking to somebody. As soon as the sun go down, you, you done transfigured into something else. Amen. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. In other words, the boy was epileptic. He was ill. He was suicidal. And he would fall into the fire and in the water. This was a bad case. Watch this. This is a father who loved his son, right? Watch this. And he was willing to do whatever it takes. I'm talking to somebody to help his child. Watch this. He went to the disciples. The disciples had the authority and the power. I'm talking to somebody. Why doesn't our church have more power? Vision. I'm talking to you. Why don't we have more power to deliver people? Why don't we have the power to overcome some of the impossibilities in our lives when we possess everything that we need to overcome. Watch the text. And Jesus answered, I'm sorry, he said he, said he was a lunatic. He's very ill. Uh-huh. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. That's a lunatic child right there. He's like a fool. Verse 16, I brought him to your disciples. I brought him to your what? How many disciples of Jesus we have in here this morning? I know I'm a disciple. Listen, if you're a learner, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a disciple. But can I ask you something? Are you just a disciple with head knowledge and no power? See, because a lot of us have head knowledge, but we have no miraculous power. Hello, somebody. I'm talking about deliverance power. I'm talking about praying power. I'm, pro I'm talking about looking those demons in the eyes and said, Satan, you got to go. You got to leave. You got to exit this building because you're not welcome here. And you have the authority to do it. The Bible says, oh, hallelujah to his holy name. The Bible says that he, I brought him, verse 16, look at it. I brought him to your disciples 
and they could not kill him. Can you imagine going to the place where, where you should be cured? How many times we've been to church? Hello, somebody. How many times we've been in worship? How many times have we heard the word of God, but we are the same? Come on and say amen right there. That's cool. Help me out. I'm sweating. Come on, y'all. Amen. Help me out. 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 Watch this. We've come to church. We've praised. We've given. But yet, we still got issues. Listen, we're good at helping everybody else. But we can't even help. We can shout. We can sing. We can, we can serve. But we're not cured. Hello, somebody. We're still jacked up. We're, we're still sick. Because people don't see us in our vulnerable moments. They don't see that when the moon come out, we act a fool. <laughs> come on, somebody. They don't know you can't put down that bottle. They don't know that you can't stop lying. They don't know that you can't stop watching pornography. They don't know that you're trapped to all this stuff that you can't let go of. How is it that you and I can be a disciple of Jesus Christ and we cannot be cured? Oh my gosh. Thank you, Jesus. How come I can't have that power? How come I can't have that wisdom? How come I can't pray like you pray? Come on, somebody. And I see something happen. How come I can't get over this negative attitude I have all the time? How come I can't stop cussing? How come I can't stop doubting? But I am a disciple. Now, come on, who we're fooling? Watch this. Watch this. They could not kill him. Did, didn't, did, didn't he not in Matthew 10, 1? Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them the authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. If they have what they needed, what's the problem? If we have, come on y'all, we come to church every Sunday, we hear a word, we, we got our Bibles, we got our, come on, we got our hymnals, we got, come on somebody, we got all this stuff. But yet, hallelujah to his holy name, we can't kill nobody. We can't heal nobody. We can't deliver nobody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. The thing about it is we want to do it in such a way where, watch this, it's got to make sense. Or, 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 or we got to speak in tongues. Or we got to fall on the ground. Or we, we think that when we're doing it like that, that all of a sudden we got power. That's emotion. Because I know a bunch of tongue speakers that ain't got no power. Hello, somebody. I know a bunch of people who can say it like I say it and hum it like I hum it. And then guess what? When they leave here, they have no power. See, they're more interested, watch this, in the experience than in transformation. Lord, change my heart. Lord, change my mouth. Lord, change my language. Change my mind, Lord. Before I go up there talking about I'm going to cure somebody, change me, Lord. Do I have a witness? Y'all with me this morning? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. The Bible says they, I'm, I'm hung. I'm hung up right there. They could not cure them. But Matthew 10, 1 says that Jesus summoned them and gave them the authority. Could it be that you're not using your authority because you don't even believe that you have the authority? Because you got some self-esteem issues. You got some daddy issues. You got some mama issues. You got some 
boyfriend issues. You got some women issues. You got some past issues. But you have authority. We have authority. And I think it's time for us to start talking, amen, like we got some authority. Living like we have some authority. Let, let me tell you why. Matthew 28 and 18 says, all authority has been given to my hands. Amen. In heaven and on earth, he says, now go. Go what? Go in that authority and make disciples. But here's the thing. Are we just re- reproducing Watch this. Are we just reproducing non-producers? I'm about to say something else, but I'm going to hold up on that one. Are we just reproducing non-producing disciples? You know, I read something. And Unvisited church will soon become a dying church. Hello, somebody. Are we just producing non-producers? He says, you've been given the authority. I've been given the authority to heal the sick. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Watch this. To heal every kind of disease. Listen. What was different about this disease than all the other diseases that they had healed while they went out in Matthew 10? Or they needed their three homeboys, but they weren't there. And watch this. And they went out in that power and that authority. Saints, could it be that you're not tapping into what you really have? You want to know why? You want to know why? Because we don't believe. That's all I've been trying to say. We don't believe. Listen, we're good at saying it. Right? We're good at, we're good at like, it sounds good, but, but, but if you were to really, really believe, I'm talking about really believe. I believe, but help my I like I like that man. I like you know I like that father. He said, "Listen, I, I believe, man, but <clears throat> Lord help my <laughs> because my unbelief is a little bit stronger than my belief right now because this just don't make no sense." Last week I told you the first week I t- well last week I told you he walked on water. <laughs> Come on, somebody, that just don't make no sense. You see what I'm saying? How can I walk on water? I can't do that, but he did it, didn't he? But the moment he got back into the natural. He started to sink. Watch this. Watch this. Watch the text. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said, since you asked, he brought him to him. Jesus answered and said, you unbelieving. Oh, my gosh. You, you unbelieving. Uh-huh. And perverted generation. How long? Man, I don't want that to be my testimony. I'm sorry I'm getting hung up in the context. But listen, I... I, I, I don't want that to, I don't want that to be my testimony. How long shall I be with you? How long will you be with me? How long will you possess the authority? And yet you just sitting around doing nothing. Come on, somebody. How long will you use that as an excuse as to why you can't serve? How long will you keep magnifying all of the faults around you as an excuse as to why you won't use the authority that God has given you? Watch this. Somebody's deliverance is depending on you and they're still there because you won't step up and do what God has called you to do. Hello. Watch this. How long will I put up? Look what he said. Look what he said. Look, what he said. look, Jesus is cold, man. People always, oh, Jesus is this real nice guy. You know, he's real, he's real cool. Jesus is cool. He cool. He cool and all that. Amen. But watch this. But one thing I like about Jesus, he says it like it is. Amen. Look what he says. He says, you perverted. I mean, you perverted. Is that what he said? He says, you un, you know what that word perverted means? 
Amen. I mean, unbelief, unbelieving. It, it, the word means you're faithless. That's what he said. You have no faith. Your faith is predicated on what you see. In your strength. Anybody can make a dollar, get a second job. But what if you were to say, I ain't going there today. Pay my bills, Lord. I'm going to serve you. Think he'll do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Come on. Y'all going to make me. I'm going to sing in a minute. Watch this. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. I, I didn't want to get caught up in the context, but watch what he said. He says, how long? And if I go too long, I'm just wait. I'm gonna just do it next week. Watch this. How long? Cause we got we got another week coming, right? How long shall I be with you? And look, we said, how long shall I put up with you? Man, he's cold. Any cold? I gotta put up with your unbelief, your non-delivering, <laughs> faithless, perverted. I mean, Dad, that's some language you'd be like, do you really want to fight? Have you ever read the Bible? <laughs> Y'all got to read the Bible. Some of the stuff, I mean, I, I, I asked myself, why would you kill off a whole generation? Like, seriously, like, God, are you, are you really killing? Yeah, I'm killing, I'm killing. Kill their kids, kill their mamas and daddy. I'm like, dang, is this the Bible? Yeah, God said, I don't play. When you mess with mine, I'm going to take care of you. Amen. We want to put God in a box, see? And we want God to be the way we want him to be. But God is real and he's powerful. And he said, I'm tired of putting up with you. I'm t- listen, listen. <laughs> this sound like I'm, this sound like your mom said, I'm tired of you now. You sh- shoot, you better get your act together. See, sometimes you got to tell your kids, that, I'm, I, listen now, I'm, now, now listen now. Amen. Now I got to put up with, how long I got to put up with this? He said, how long do I have to put up with you? Bring him here. That's kind of how he said it. Bring him here to me. Bring him here to me. He didn't say it like that. He didn't like, bring him here, you know. Bring him here. Because I'm tired of y'all. Can you imagine Jesus, y'all? I'm tired of y'all. Bring him here. That's, that's exactly how he did it, y'all. That's what the text said. The text says, listen, he didn't say it in, listen, the context tells us. He says, uh, how long should, how, when a person says how long, what are they saying? They're frustrated. In other words, Jesus said, man, you got the power, but you got all kinds of excuses. And you keep saying, it's impossible. This will never work. I can't do it. I can't do it. If I don't do it, I do it. And the first thing that people want to cut out of their schedule is church. I can't do it because, you know, I got to be in. Come on, man. There's 167 hours in a week. And God is only asking you for four. 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 And that's if you're serving. And if you ain't serving, he just asks him for tree. <laughs> that's all he wants, tree of them. Y'all Louisiana folk. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> all he wants is tree of them. Watch this. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuking him, and the demon came. You see it? Uh, The devil has demons and will bring and cause all kinds of opposition to us to cause us to feel like we don't have the authority or the power to tell them to leave. You know what's really holding you back? It could be a demon spirit. Seriously. You tried to kick it. But you couldn't do it on your own. 
maybe it's a demon that's holding you. See, we don't want to talk about this. It's a demon that's holding you back. Demons come, watch this, they come by way of lying. They come by way of strongholds. They come through music. They come through the television. They show up at your job. 36, 20, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. They, they show up in all kinds of forms. See, that's how they come. See, and he says that you have the power to do it, but you can't. You give in every time. Jesus said, bring him here. The Bible says that he rebuked the spirit, he rebuked the demon, he rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was what? Cured at once. Jesus said the authority when he left, he says, I give you this authority. Have you ever read scripture? He says, greater things will ye... Okay, we got to think about this now. Okay, let's just use our sanctified imagination for a minute. He, he says, greater things will you do. Uh, you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're just living to eat. And party and go out and drink and get high and that kind of stuff. That, that, that's the kind of stuff that makes you think that you're in control. Not, not you, not y'all. Y'all don't do that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. He says you have that authority. You have this stuff that you can do greater. But watch this. Watch what he says. He says to them, then the disciples came to him privately. <laughs> Why did they come privately? <laughs> and look at look at their, look at look what they asked, you Look 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 at this. Look at this. Listen, you have the authority, but yet somehow you can't accomplish your goals. You have the authority, but yet you can't overcome that pain. You have the authority, but yet you can't move forward. You're still thinking about the past. Can I ask you something? You have the authority, but yet you can't overcome the impossible. What's wrong with that picture, y'all? Could it be that we're a generation of people that have no faith and don't believe? And we only believe when things are what? Good. Payday. Oh man, payday. We got a different look on our face, man. Man, our smile is different. Shoot, we, listen. Listen, I walk, look, we clean. You know what I mean? Listen, we got crease in our pants. You know? Meet you on the week you ain't got paid. Our faith is on a roller coaster. Watch this. We believe one day. It's like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there because all the dots are connected. But let me tell you something. God removes all of that. He wants you to have no, watch this. He doesn't want you to have no safeguard. He wants you to be like, it's me. It's just me. It's just me, you and I. I'm with you. I'm with you. What are you waiting on? Why are you hesitating? How come you won't trust me? Watch this. Watch this. Guys, watch this. Why could we not drive it out? For some reason, they thought that that demon was different than all the other demons they had dealt with. But a demon is a demon. Tell your neighbor, a demon is a demon. Okay? And you got to understand, sometimes, you know what they were doing here? They were justifying. Watch this, their unbelief and their faithlessness. Watch this. They ask why. So 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 how how do we how do we overcome this? All right, I'm glad you asked. Amen. Uh don't ask a question if you're not willing to accept the answer and then do something about it. Or what is it? Don't ask a question. If you're not willing to accept the answer and then do something, what, Kasha, what's holding you back? Why are you stopping? 
Every week you come, God keep telling you, commit. Next week. Next Sunday. I'm going to do it next Sunday. Watch this. Verse 20. So how do we overcome doubt when things look impossible? They asked why. Look what he said. And he said to them, man, isn't it good to get an answer of why you can't get over the impossibilities right now in your life? Watch what he says. He's direct. He wasn't speaking in riddles. He wasn't speaking in rhymes. He wasn't speaking in proverbially. He he said, listen, y'all, because of the what? Of the what? The littleness. Now, remember I told you the differences in faith last week, right? I told you last week, I spoke to you last week about small faith. Can you imagine that small faith is smaller than little faith? Or little faith is smaller than than small faith? That's crazy, isn't it? He said, so if it's, hold on a minute. Little faith is bigger than small faith. So my question, what's next? (laughs) No faith. (laughs) Because small faith can't get it. See, small faith will have you thinking you got it. Don't be deceived. Small faith will make you think, I have faith. Watch this. But little faith is bigger than small faith. Watch this. Small faith has the appearance of little faith or big faith. Because it, it looks the part. It has all the ingredients, but it's not faith. Jesus rebukes small faith. But he says it is because of the what? Littleness of your what? Faith. So the first thing you must do, if you're going to overcome Amen. If you're gonna, if you're gonna overcome doubt when it looks impossible, first thing you have to do is what? Examine. Examine it. If you want to know why you've been stuck, look at your faith. I've been stuck because of my faith. Watch this. Check out the source of your faith. We doubt because we don't spend time examining our faith because it appears that we have faith. And just because it looks like faith, anything can put on a suit and say they're a preacher. Can I ask you you, you remember when you were lost? <laughs> Some of you... <laughs> And you just fronted. You fronted like you had money. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I never forget, I used to go to the club. I used to be dressed to the T. But when I came outside, I had this little Dodge coat about this big. <laughs> Two-door coat. <laughs> I used to park in the back of the club. <laughs> I couldn't even, I couldn't even valet. <laughs> I had the appearance. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all, 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 y'all been saved too long. Y'all been sanctified too long. See, see, watch it. Watch this. Watch it. You look the part, but deep down inside, you know, you ain't got nothing going on. You broke. You got ramen noodles. You got, you can't, you can't even pay attention, but you out having a good time. Watch this on rent money. Took me there, see? You eating out on God's money. Oops. I didn't mean to say that. Sorry. <laughs> and when you say we have faith, we doubt because we don't examine the type of faith that what, what kind of faith you have. Right? And so, so what I want to say is, Jesus points out the littleness of their faith. He said, examine your faith. 
Listen, I know your situation seems impossible. But the question is, can you examine your faith this morning? Watch what he goes on to say. He says, uh, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if mm -hmm, you have faith, the size of a mustard seed. Now, all you Christian folk know about it. I don't have to explain it. Okay? Uh, mustard seed is about this big. So that means the mustard seed faith now is bigger than little faith. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear it. And little faith is bigger than small faith. Hello, somebody. But small faith and little faith can't get you there. So you need to upgrade. You need to supersize your Somebody here, I'm somebody here, it's time to supersize. You listen, you you had a little bit of faith, watch this, and it carried you, and you tried God, and you've seen what He can do in your life. Come on, somebody. And guess what? Things start working out for you, but you got stuck on what? Little faith. Are you stuck on little faith right now? Watch this. Not only must you examine your faith, but the next thing is, you must have the what? The right kind of faith. Everyone has a measure of faith, but few can identify the type they actually have. Isn't that deep? I had to really sit in my prayer closet and say, God, now what kind of faith do I have? I don't know what happened to my faith, y'all. You know what happened to my faith? I, put, I started to put my trust in people. Y'all walking with me now? I started to put my trust in the way the bank account looked. I, I started to put my faith in the things that were external rather than put my faith in the God that brought me this far. Man, I had the, I had this vulnerable kind of faith. Well, listen, I'd do anything. Put it before me, I'd jump on it. But then Satan started working me over. And then all of a sudden, I stuck, I stayed stuck on just mustard. But listen, I'm saying to you today, what kind of faith do you have? This seed was the smallest seed in the garden. But it would grow to be the largest tree in the garden. Isn't that something? Do I have anybody? We're looking. It would grow to 12 to 15 feet high. But it started off very small. And somebody here today, I want to tell you, the size of your faith matters. Can you imagine? Their lack of the right kind of faith hindered this boy from being healed. Who are you affecting because you don't have the right kind of faith? You want your children to be delivered. You want, listen, your child's not healed because you don't have the right kind of faith. Listen, listen. You're affecting your generation because we don't possess the right kind of faith. How do you overcome this? What type of faith do you have? Watch what he says. He says, if you have the faith, the size of a mustard seed, watch what he says. See, here's the thing. People think that just because you have faith, you can just do your finger like this, poof. <laughs> Today I'm going to do it. No, 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 no. See, faith comes by hearing by the word. Uh-huh. And uh and what else? And without faith it's impossible to what? All right. And what does Hebrews 11:1 1 say? Huh? Huh? Faith is the what? Of things what? The hmm. And by it the worlds were created. So therefore that tells me something. I don't see it yet, 
But I have to have the ability to have vision. Watch this. He says, you will say to this mountain. Next week, I got another mountain we're going to deal with. Move from what? And it may move. And it may move. And what? It will move. I got something to ask you this morning. How many of you this morning got some mountains before you? It looks... Now, this mountain was used as a proverb back then. So, the, it, the point that Jesus was trying to make was, how many of you can physically move a mountain? Much less speak to the mountain. But the problem with us is we're trying to climb the mountain. We're trying to walk around the mountain. Amen. We're trying to get a ladder and put it up against the mountain and say, Woohoo, I got, I can outsmart this mountain. Whatever's in front of you right now that looks impossible until you deal with it, it will never go away. You can wish upon a star all you want. It's not going anywhere until you get eye to eye with that mountain and you say, by the faith of God, the faith that I have, move. Notice, he didn't say hold a conversation. He didn't say go to, go have coffee with the mountain. He didn't say, oh, let's hook up for lunch. No, he didn't say none of that. He said, just say to the mountain, move. It shall move. Cancer can move. Hallelujah. Diabetes can move. Come on somebody. Whatever it is can move out of your way. Financial situations. Broken marriages. Come on somebody. Molested children. Come on somebody. Brokenness can move. Come on. Stuffed negativity can move out of the way if you have the faith. He says, now my thing is this. He took one of the most difficult situations. And he says, you could have spoken to that demon. So now let me get you something harder than the demon, the mountain. You know why? Give me the next point. Yes. Yes. Why? The only way to grow in your faith is to develop it. You have to develop it. So therefore, you have to get in front of some impossible situations. You have to get in front of some impossible people. You have to get in front of some impossible financial stuff. You got to get in some impossible stuff to say yes. God, yes, the only way to develop it is to lift it. The only way you get stronger is if you lift it. Hupatasso. You stay under it, but you look at it. You say, you're going to move today. Now, if it doesn't move, check your faith. If it doesn't move, check your faith. It's not moving, Pastor. Pastor, I did what you told me to do, but it's not moving. Check your faith. I'm going to tell you to check your faith. And now watch this. Now I want you to know this. Make sure that whatever you're asking for, it is in the will of God. Because some of us want to ask for a Rolls Royce, but that ain't the will of God for you right now because you can't afford the insurance, much less put gas in it. Amen. It's all right. It's okay. I understand that was different. Listen, faith is developed every time you overcome the impossible. Listen, Jesus uses this impossibility of the mountain 
See, when was the last time you focused on developing your faith? And I'm talking about, you know, in money management, we teach baby steps. You take the smallest bill and you pay it off first. So I want you to take the smallest impossibility you have right now and tell it to move. Now, just because you tell it to move doesn't mean it's just going to poof, move away. You got to do something too, because faith without works is dead. So therefore I'm saying move, but I have, I examined what I need to do because maybe you need some act right and some get right. (laughs) Amen. Lord, help me with my act right and my get right. So we're so afraid that we're going to fail that we speak death and not life. Listen, we talked, we, listen, we talk ourselves out of our destiny because we have not developed the faith to move mountains. I need mountain moving faith, Lord. That's what I need right now. I, I need some, listen, I need some mountain move. How many need some mountain moving faith this morning? How many need that faith that's going to move some stuff out of your way? So listen, so that your children and your children's children and the next generation to come will benefit from your faith. It's you that's holding it up. Hello, somebody. Watch this, watch this, watch this, and I'm done. This is the part that I got to show you of this past, of this verse. We're in the same verse, verse 20. He says, move from here to there, and it will move. Amen? And it will move. When it says it will move, it is in the indicative mood. The indicative mood states that it's a fact. So Jesus was not speaking, watch this, hypothetical. He was speaking factual. But not only was he speaking factual, because it's in the indicative mood, but watch this, watch this. It's in the Irish tense. So when he says it will move, it means that once the process begins, the Irish tense is simple action with continuous abiding results. So what does that mean, Pastor? That means that when you speak to that mountain, it's out of here. And you don't have to be scared thinking about, oh, he finna come back. <laughs> Did I make the right decision? Come on, you know when y'all, come on somebody. You know when you step out on that faith thing, you're like, man, should, should I have wrote that check? <laughs> I mean, seriously, Sean. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't, you know, I mean, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord, where am I going to get gas this week? You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, if you did it and you start thinking like that, uh, I don't come back and say it didn't work. I want you to examine your doubt. Because that's what you've been doing, doubting. So if you do it, you got to, f- sometimes, man, you got to fight off doubt. It's crazy how it works, right? Anybody been there? Am I by myself? You gotta like, it's from the moment you say it, you're like, and then you gotta fight that thing off. Because, because logic comes in. And when logic comes in, you're like, dang, man, it, man, I don't see myself. No, 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 no. You gotta develop your faith. But watch this though. This is, watch this. He says, and nothing. So you have to have the capacity. Watch this. To receive. So that you can overcome the impossible. You have to have the capacity to receive in your mind. And then visualize. Watch this. That what's in front of you is gone. So therefore, you have to have the what? The right mindset. That's my last point. You must have the what? Now, the reason I say that is because think about this for a minute. Just imagine your life 
with no impossibilities. That whatever, if you want to start a business tomorrow, you just get up and do it and it starts. If you want to, whatever you want to do. Because you have the authority. Because you have Christ in your heart. It's not because you all, you know, you all, you know what I mean? You, yeah, I got it together. No, it's because whatever you're trying to do, it's lining up with the will of God. Some of you have been trying to do stuff and you're borderline right, but you're borderline wrong. And you can't do the right thing the wrong way and think it's going to work out for you. You can't say Jesus, but you don't support his kingdom. You can't say Jesus and you don't serve him and then say, oh, well, I'm blessed and highly favored the Lord. No, no, no. I have faith to move mountains. No, no, no. It's going to work for a minute and then it'll stop. See, you have to have the right mindset. Watch the mindset he's telling them to have, to possess. He says, and watch this, and watch this, and nothing. Will be what? Impossible to who? To who? Man, I can't wait to see some of you do some things. Come on, somebody. I I can't wait to see you all do some things. Boy, let me hype y'all. I ain't going to hype you up. You got to get hype on your own. Okay, I already said it, all right? I can't wait to see you all conquer some things. But you want to know why we fall back? Mindset. You have to have the mind of Christ. And you got to have the kind of mindset that says, no, I'm not going to break under pressure. I made the decision. I told you. I made a decision, right? And listen, that, that was a rough night, man. That was a storm night for me. Because in my mind, I'm like, dang, what did I get myself into here? But I want to tell you something. I believe now that was part of God's plan for my life. And what I'm trying to say to you as I close today is that nothing is too hard for you. Hello, somebody. If you have the right mindset, talent, ability, skill, can only take you so far. But if you have mountain, come on somebody, moving faith, mustard seed, somebody here, you just got to release. That's all God is waiting for you to do. Just release. Just let go. And guess what's going to happen? Most, most things are powered by batteries. Amen. Sometimes we buy things and they include batteries. All we got to do is activate the switch. As Christians, our switch is faith. When we turn on our faith, come on somebody, we're able to access the power that's within us. And somebody here today, I want to tell you something. You can overcome the impossible. You can overcome the impossible. It Listen, listen. Jesus is saying to his disciples, what's wrong? Why are some of us not living Come on, y'all. Why are some of us not living up to our true potential? What's wrong? Why are we scattered? You know, whenever I see people jumping from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing, they're unsettled. And you know what that means? That means their foundation is shaky. Because if you can focus on one thing and have the faith to see it to the end. Some of us are jumping from one thing because that didn't work out and we didn't finish that thing. 
I see that happen in seminary all the time. I got students, they pumped up when they come. Oh, yeah, God, God told me to get better. <laughs> and then come homework. <laughs> they can't finish. And some of you have started stuff. Some of you want to finish stuff. And listen, it seems impossible. But the question I have today is, do you have the faith? And if you're here this morning, 